When Jesus is brought to the temple, old Anna praises God and speaks about Jesus to everyone longing for redemption. For those who still haven't found what they're looking for. And whatever it was that that Mary and Joseph and Simeon and Anna expected or hoped for, they never would have imagined the way in which their prayers on that day would be answered. Their fears would never have imagined the horror of the cross and Jesus' sacrifice there. Their hopes never would have imagined that Christ would walk to leave that tomb empty on Easter. Their prayers never would have imagined the church that would emerge from His teaching and the Holy Spirit, a place of sanctuary, of seeking, of prayer, of caring, of faith. Their prayers never would have imagined you. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I can't um, so it was 20 years ago um, when the movie Finding Nemo came out. So that made it one of the first movies, I think, that our two daughters saw in the theater. Um, you know, Nemo was a little clown fish that gets scooped up out of the, uh, out of the sea and ends up in the <clears throat> fish tank in a dentist's office, you know, and so the movie is this kind of odyssey and quest to find him and free him and get him back home. Um, and uh, right at the end of the movie, in fact, after the end of the movie, while the credits are rolling, the, f- the fish that are left behind in that aquarium uh, in the dentist's office also figure out a way uh, to free themselves uh, while the tank is being cleaned and they're set aside in these little plastic bags. So they, they made it across the road without getting squished by a car, uh, toppled over into the ocean, and they're floating there celebrating Uh, And then they realize they're stuck in these plastic bags still. And the final uh, two words are, now what? And that's a little bit how this first Sunday of Christmas has felt over the years. Uh, Now what? Uh, The great drama of Advent has come to a close uh, after their own harrowing journey. Uh, to the manger. Mary and Joseph have welcomed their child into the world. The heavenly host has sung. The shepherds have gone to Bethlehem to see their Messiah in the manger just as they had been told. Simeon and Anna, this morning we hear, have rejoiced that they lived long enough to see the light of the Gentiles and the glory of Israel revealed there at the temple. This is all great stuff. It doesn't get much better than this. And therein lies the the challenge uh, on this first Sunday of Christmas every year. Now what? What good news is there left to be said that doesn't fall a little bit flat on the other side of our Christmas celebrations? 
There's a part of me each year for these past 35 years that worries just a little bit that someone who decided to accept an invitation or just on their own, ah, it's Christmas Eve, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go to church. And so they came last Sunday and they were swept up in the, in the crowds and in the hymns and there was something meaningful and maybe nostalgic for them and they heard the Gospel and they held the candle and sung Silent Night and they decided the next Sunday I'm going back. And it's very different always the first Sunday of Christmas. Now what? After all the carols have been sung, all the presents given, all the glorious promises read, for all of the magic of Christmas, I'm reminded a bit of the great U2 song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Bono wrote and, and he sings, I believe in the kingdom come, then all the colors will bleed into one. But yes, I'm still running. You know, the wars rage on in Ukraine and, and in Gaza seemingly moving in the wrong direction, getting worse. I'm, I'm still anxious about my, my next job, my health, my finances. You broke the bonds, Bono continues, and you loosed the chains. You carried the cross of my shame. You know I believe it but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Actually, the band got a lot of criticism from certain segments of the Christian community when this song came out and subsequently became a big hit. How, some Christians wondered, can a person of faith say they haven't found what they're looking for? Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the answer. Problem solved. And yet here we are, just on the other side of Christmas, still in Christmas in the church, and most of us find ourselves living in the same old world with the same old people running and struggling with the same old demons as last week. On the other side of Christmas, we can't help but wonder, now what? If we're honest with ourselves, many of us haven't quite found what we're looking for, at least not all of it. And that's okay. That's why we return again and again to the rhythms and the rituals of our faith. In our passage from Luke, which picks up where we left off last week, Mary and Joseph enter into the rituals of their faith by bringing Jesus to the temple. David Brooks wrote in the New York Times that rituals provide comfort because they remind us that we are not alone. Millions of people have done this before as a part of the timeless passages of life, he wrote. For us, from baptisms to weddings, confirmation, funerals, weekly worship liturgies, our rituals connect us to our past by bringing meaning to our present. 
Many of us begin this new year tomorrow facing challenges, illnesses, assaults on our self-esteem, all kinds of stuff that can cause you to doubt yourself, your abilities, your value, your identity as a child of God even. Sometimes people share these kinds of things with me as a pastor, and when they do, I always have to kind of resist the temptation to give some kind of, uh, you know, pep talk. You can do it, don't worry. You've got what it, what it takes. You've got all the willpower, the guts, the stamina, the, whatever you need, you've got it in you. Things will be all right. This is the kind of advice we often give, but deep down we know the But the truth is that a lot of the time, you don't have it in you. Some of the time, I don't have it in me. The whole truth is that you and I sometimes don't quite have what it takes. And we know it. We still haven't found what we're looking for. Sometimes we're just tired. How does a weary world rejoice? Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the temple for a ritual blessing which reminds them that they are not alone as they move into an uncertain future together. And in the midst of fear and anxiety and uncertainty, in the midst of all of that, they also find joy At that moment, Anna came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. So the difficult and the precious truth to begin this new year is just this. You and I don't always have it in us, and we don't have to pretend like we do. We may not quite have it in us to face the surgery, the career change, the difficult kid, the depression, addiction. And along comes the gospel again. The gospel that comes in the midst of the Christmas Eve crowds comes again the first Sunday of Christmas to claim us and hold us and redeem us We don't have to have it in us. We can find our joy because we are never alone. Emmanuel, God, is with us even now. And we are part of a larger community, the church on earth and the hosts of heaven. When Jesus is brought to the temple, old Anna praises God and speaks about Jesus to everyone longing for redemption, for those who still haven't found what they're looking for, And whatever it was that that Mary and Joseph and Simeon and Anna expected or hoped for, they never would have imagined the way in which their prayers on that day would be answered. Their fears would never have imagined the horror of the cross and Jesus' sacrifice there. Their hopes never would have imagined that Christ would walk to leave that tomb empty on Easter. Their prayers never would have imagined the church that would emerge from his 
teaching and the Holy Spirit, a place of sanctuary, of seeking, of prayer, of caring, of faith. Their prayers never would have imagined you and me here today remembering them in a church on a continent they didn't know existed in a future they couldn't possibly have imagined. But here you are. Here we are. Entering into the rituals of our faith, the gathering, the prayers, the Scripture reading, the singing, the proclamation, the sacraments, the sending. Here you are. An answer to ancient prayers and the keeping of ancient promises. About to begin a new year as a child of God with the promise that you are held close no matter what. When you are full of faith, when you are full of doubt, when you are sure of the way, when you feel lost, when you are generous, when you are selfish, when you are weary, when you rejoice. The promise is that you are God's own child and this promise is sure. It doesn't depend on you one little bit. It holds on to you names you and keeps you in 2023 where we stand in 2024 we're about to step into and forever this is the gospel this is good news amen I Well, how many of you will make it to midnight tonight? <laughs> how many of you think you probably won't? <laughs> oh, wow. My people are here. Um, yeah, I'm almost positive I won't make it, but uh, whether we do or we don't, uh, the new year is upon us. So um, I'm glad that you've chosen to gather around God's Word on this morning prior and it's been a blessing to continue the Christmas celebration with you uh, to hear that good news we need to hear it uh, week upon week the rituals of our faith are there as a blessing and they are there for a reason um, not only to bless us but to equip us to bring this good news out into the world and into 2024 and beyond 
so do we go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. But I still